welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. Each week, I give you a peek into the heavens so you can harness the energy of the planets up there and dictate your fate down here on Earth. Hey guys, welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, and I am really happy to have a somewhat more relaxed week ahead of us. So we've got some big stuff happening this week, but compared to last week, it's nothing. Last week, we had three planets retrograde and just a whole host of really complex shifting of energy. So this week, instead of a lot of shifting energy, we have a lot more Gemini energy. So we already are playing in that Gemini realm, and we're just going to get more of it. Now, something to note is that Gemini rules the hands, it rules the lungs, and it also co-rules the central nervous system with Uranus, or with Aquarius, I should say. So when we're talking about Gemini we're always talking about a low vibration and a high vibration with all planets and with all signs. So the lower vibration of Gemini is going to be a little bit nervous, a little bit scattered, a little bit all over the place, sometimes a slippery relationship with the truth. You can think about the person occupying the White House right now. And the high vibration of Gemini is openness, openness to lots of ideas, curiosity, creativity, You know, Gemini not only rules the lungs and our central nervous system, but the hands, as I mentioned. So crafts, artists, being able to do things with your hands, creating something. So there's a lot of creative energy with Gemini. And I'm excited for that because I think that it's going, you know, I love Taurus season because I love the the grounded energy of it. But whenever we have a lot of earth energy, especially Taurus energy, we can get stubborn and stuck in our ways. And Gemini is going to shake that up. Gemini is going to shake us up and it's going to help us see things differently. So you really want to open up your mind to see things in a new way. So the two big moves this week are the sun moving into Gemini, which is going to happen on Wednesday morning and the new moon on Friday. So the new moon on Friday is super potent. We've got three planets And the four planets, the sun and the moon being two, plus Mercury and Venus and the North Node, all in Gemini. So it is a super packed house wherever Gemini is in your chart. So that is something really interesting to note. So when I talk every week on the Essential Astrocast, I'm giving you the collective vibe of what's going on. But this is impacting your chart in a very personal way, because we have all of 12 signs in our chart somewhere. So if you have had a reading before, you haven't had a reading before, but you're not necessarily as acquainted or best friends with your chart yet, you might consider joining the Luminary League. We are kicking off a new moon meditation challenge. So the moon meditation challenge is kicking off with the new moon 
on Friday. So on Friday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, we're going to hop on Zoom and do like a half hour kickoff call. And then every two to three days when the moon changes signs, we're going to get together and do a live meditation and journaling session, like 15 to 20 minutes. And that's going to be every two to three days as the moon changes signs. And you're going to get a real feel for each of the 12 signs and how they play in your chart and how they make you feel personally. Now, as I mentioned, Gemini rules the hands, the lungs, the central nervous system. Central nervous system, of course, has everything to do with the brain. And Mercury, the ruler of Gemini, rules the mind. So this is a great time to connect with your meditation practice if you have lost it or if you just have never had one. And a lot of people say, oh, I'm a really bad meditator because I have so many thoughts. Well, that doesn't mean you're a bad meditator. That means you're a human being and we have thoughts. And as one of my favorite teachers says, you know, the mind is a great employee, but not a great employer. The mind is a great servant, not a great master, right? So we don't want to be ruled by our mind, but we want to use it for all the creative amazing, powerful things it can do. We want to really stay connected with the source energy, our true essence that underlies the movement of the mind. And that's the essence of yoga. And that's the essence of meditation. So that we're going to dive into all of that in the moon meditation challenge, but we're going to really dive into learning the signs and how it feels for you when the moon is in that sign. And we're also going to dive into the phases of the moon. So speaking of the phases of the moon, we are in the last days of the moon cycle right now. So the new moon was in Taurus almost one month ago, and now we are about to find the moon in Taurus again which means we'll be in the dark of the moon right before the new moon in Gemini occurs on Friday. So we actually, the moon is moving on the slower side right now. So she's spending, you know, a good three days in a sign. Sometimes she spends closer to two days in a sign. So on Tuesday, the moon moves into Taurus after 10 p.m. Eastern time. And she's going to hang out there until Friday and then we'll have the new moon in Gemini. So this week is really about winding down, allowing yourself to reflect on the moon cycle that was. So think back to, I guess it was like April 22nd when we had the new moon in Taurus. And if you think back one month ago, April 22nd, what was going on, you know? What's evolved for you in this time? These weeks that we're experiencing while we're in quarantine, they're feeling like months, they're feeling like years. So a lot has happened. So I always recommend on the dark of the moon to go back in your calendar, look at what came up since the previous full moon, new moon rather, and check in with that and journal on what emotions you're feeling, and what you can release. So we often talk about the full moon being a time of release. Truthfully, the full moon is the apex, the celebration, the feeling of fullness, right? Feeling of satisfaction. And then after the full moon, we start to move into that waning period. And these dark days of the moon right before the new moon, those are the real moments of release. Those are the real moments of letting go of something that's just not serving you anymore. So what's not serving you 
anymore. Think on that. Something that might not be serving you is your relationship. Something that might not be serving with you is how the communication rolls in your relationship because Venus is retrograde. We talked about it last week. We're going to keep talking about it because it's super important. And Venus retrogrades only every two years and she retrogrades for 40 days. She's spending this retrograde in Gemini. So again, we're talking about Gemini. There's a theme, people. So, you know, the thing is with Venus in Gemini, she's not only just retrograde in Gemini, she is squaring Neptune again this week. So that means we're having to come to terms with the truth of our relationships. So our relationship might not be what we thought it was or someone that we're in a relationship with. And again, relationship does not mean romantic relationship. It can mean romantic relationship, but it can also mean friendship. It can also mean business partnership. It can also mean coworkers, but maybe there is the truth of the status of your relationship is being revealed, right? And we had Venus square Neptune on May 3rd. So on May 3rd, if something came up in a particular relationship, it might come up again this week. And we're going to get a third pass at this because that's how retrogrades work. And I talked about this last week. You can imagine yourself if you had a textbook, like back in college or high school, and you had a highlighter and you were highlighting a particular sentence in a particular passage. And you're like, this is really important. And you highlight from left to right. And then you highlight from right to left over the exact same sentence. And then a third time you highlight from left to right. That's what the retrograde is. When a planet retrogrades, it goes forward, of course, first, it has to go forward first, then it goes backward, and then it redirects and goes forward again. And of course, all of that is happening from our vantage point on earth. The planet isn't actually rotating backwards, but that's how it feels because for that period of time, earth seems to be going faster than the planet. So anyway, this is all an optical illusion, but it does have an impact on our emotions because the planets are always pulling on our emotions because our emotion are, we're mostly water and water is representative of of emotions and gravity pulls on the water in our bodies. And that's why the planets have a pull on our experience of our life. So it doesn't mean that you're not in control. It just means that it has an impact, right? So every person is impacted by their external circumstances. So even the most enlightened of all of us, even the Buddha or Jesus or any of the avatars who've walked the earth, they as centered and grounded as they presumably were in their spiritual practice, right? They still were impacted by their external circumstances. And that is the nature of being a human being. We have to communicate and deal with other people. Even when we're in quarantine, we have to communicate and deal with other people. And quarantine in a way, it's really gearing up or exacerbating. Quarantine is really exacerbating whatever's already going on in the relationship, right? And it's the same thing. Venus is retrograde in Gemini, bringing our attention, exacerbating whatever the situation truly is. So you might be feeling a loss of boundaries because Venus square Neptune. Neptune is a loss of boundaries. Neptune rules the spirit realm. It also rules the subconscious. So you know, when we have Venus square Neptune, 
some subconscious thoughts are coming to the surface. There's no more need being naive. You know, the planets are telling you learn the lesson. We're coming through three times here. Venus and Neptune are going to get together. They're going to have this square three times. So if you didn't learn it the first time, learn it this time. If you don't learn it this time, you learn it the next time. And if you don't learn it this round, you'll learn it in eight years because Venus retrograde, interestingly enough, has a pattern of coming back to the same place every eight years. So we're always in these eight-year cycles with Venus. Astrology is really like this amazing web of patterns, this amazing web of cycles that we're always going through. And that's what gets really cool about following it is that you have these moments of saying, oh my God, eight years ago, what was going on? Oh, eight years ago, I was in this relationship or eight years ago, I was having that money problem. And now eight years later, maybe something similar is popping up because you got to still, you're still working on learning that particular lesson. Venus rules money as well as relationships and your social life and your relationship with other women and your worth and your self-value and all of that. So I've been noticing that a lot of people are not feeling appreciated and it doesn't necessarily mean with their romantic partner. Gemini rules communication. So when we're talking about this stuff with Venus retrograde and Gemini swearing Neptune, think about what you need to hear from the person you're relating to. What do you need to hear from that person to feel appreciated, to feel loved, to feel valued? And on the other side of the coin, what do they need to hear from you? That's pretty important. So communication is, of course, the name of the game this week because we're talking so much about Gemini and that's what it rules, communication, self-expression. We've got that new moon on Friday and I do want to mention, we did mention that the low vibe of Gemini can be a little nervous, a little scattered. It can also have a fluid relationship with the truth. So I want you to allow this new moon this week to really be an opportunity to be open and curious and playful and chatty. Call a friend that you haven't talked to in a while. Call a friend that you haven't checked on since quarantine started, you know, especially with Venus retrograde, like reconnect with all of those old friends, especially people that are living alone. Very important. You know, it's a great time to pick up an old language. So something that has been on my quarantine to-do list is picking up Italian, which I used to speak pretty well, but not so well anymore. Of course, it hasn't been at the top of the to-do list, but I'm going to hopefully get to it with all the Gemini energy in the air this week and, and going forward for a few weeks. So picking up an old language is a great thing to do. Get into a new book or start writing a book if you've been wanting to write a book. I took a course with this woman who's a writer, Alexandra Franzen, years ago, and it's called like Make a Tiny Book or Write a Tiny Book and uh, the Tiny Book Workshop. I think that's what it's called. And she's wonderful. And I just read an email from her and she's running it again. And I was like, oh my God, of course she's running it again. It's so much Gemini energy this week. And she's announcing that she's running the Tiny Book Workshop again. So if it's been on your mind to write a book, that's a great workshop for you to take. And not an ad, just a fan. I have to say that. Hey, did you know that I have an astro-obsessed girls club that is waiting to welcome you? Yep, it's called the Luminary League, and we meet every full moon for a live workshop online. 
We talk astrology, do a little meditation, a writing exercise, and then, wait, this is the best part. I do mini readings for a few women right there in the virtual room. Ever wonder how the full moon is impacting your chart personally? Well, now you don't have to. I also send out a new moon ritual every month to all the members. So it's kind of like having your own personal astrologer in your back pocket. Come on over to veronicaparetti.com slash astrology to learn more and to sign up. So the other thing you could do is start a craft. So if you've been wanting to knit, I have a friend of mine who's not working right now. She's making like lanyard bracelets. She she started doing something that she loved doing as a child um, that keeps her busy with her hands during quarantine. So like all those things, you can think of things that you once liked to do with your hands, watercolor painting, drawing, adult coloring books, of course, puzzles or having a moment, but anything you can do with your hands to keep yourself busy, that's going to be really, really helpful as we move forward with Gemini season, particularly if it starts to make you feel scattered or anxious in any way. See if there's something you can do with your hands. Of course, breath work is great because it rules the lungs. And I think Gemini season will be very interesting being with all that's going on in the world politically and in our society because, you know, the lungs, Gemini spreads ideas. Gemini spreads thoughts, words, ideas, things that can't be seen, right? So I think with all this air energy, it will be very interesting to see what goes on with the virus, right? Because it travels through the air. It's a virus. Not to say that I know what's going to happen. I'm happy to forecast, but I don't do predictions. What I am looking at, because the main question I am getting over and over and over again for people is when will this be over? And I just frankly don't know. And anyone that tells you they do know is is wrong because no one knows, you know? And I think that we have to rely on the information that we're getting from the scientists and the medical doctors, the ones that are taking this seriously. I should give that caveat. And one of the things that really worries me as an American, as an individual, as a human being, something that really worries me is the spread of all of these conspiracy theories that are going on right now. And I think with Gemini season, that's going to only increase ideas spread. Gemini season rules the lungs. The lungs help us speak. So ideas spread fast. And that's why I wanted to share that. One of my favorite sayings is where your thoughts go, energy flows. Where your thoughts go, energy flows. And for Gemini season, I almost want to say where your thoughts go, words flow, because when you think it, you can, you'll say it, right? And this is something that, you know, the person living in the White House, we often see him think something and he says it, even if he doesn't really believe it. And then 10 minutes later, he contradicts himself. And that's the lowest vibration of Gemini energy. And he has a lot of Gemini. He is a Gemini. And interestingly enough, you know, the virus really took off when Mercury, planet of communication, was in Pisces. Now, Mercury had a retrograde in Pisces back, you'll remember, in February into March. And March, when Mercury went forward through Pisces, that's really for the third time, third go round through Pisces, it really took off here in the States, particularly in New York. And of course, Seattle, which actually had it first, 
in a worse scenario. So, well, worse scenario first, but then of course, much worse in New York. Now, what's interesting is that it took off when Mercury was in Pisces. Now, Pisces rules the subconscious. Pisces rules the things that we can't touch, the things we can't see, the spirit realm. It also rules hospitals and institutions. Mars is in Pisces. Mars is not really talking to any of the other planets right now. So it'll be interesting to watch Mars as it makes its journey through Pisces and see if that kicks up some stuff as it makes its way through the degrees that Mercury was at when the virus really picked up. Now, I mentioned that Pisces thing just because it's something I'm watching out of the corner of my eye. But I also think, you know, Pisces rules the subconscious and endings. And when you have a lot of stuff in the 12th house in your chart, or you have a lot of stuff in Pisces, you generally have a knack for knowing how to get at someone. Another example of this is sometimes when people have a lot of stuff in Pisces or a lot of stuff in the 12th house, they're great at spotting trends and predicting them before they take off. And it's interesting because Nancy Pelosi, and I'm getting a little political today, but you know, sometimes I like to do the astropolitics thing and a lot of people tell me that's their favorite. And I just found this funny and interesting. And I love Nancy Pelosi because she is my birthday twin. We're both March 26, Aries babies. So she said something that really got to, to Trump yesterday. She said something about his weight and she's really kind of trolling him. And it's kind of hilarious. I don't think it's the most, it's not the best look, but it, it certainly is entertaining. And uh, I think she it does it quite well. And she knows how to get at him. And so I took a look at her chart, which I've looked at many times. And I've looked at his chart many times. But I noticed today, I was like, oh, her Mercury is in Pisces. So she knows how to get at him. She knows how to get at the thing, the subconscious feelings, the stuff underneath that really makes him go crazy. And with all the Gemini energy in the air, he can't control himself. Not that he ever can, but he's even worse when there's a lot of Gemini energy because he's got a lot of Gemini energy, right? So it was just really interesting to me. and It was kind of funny. And this thing playing out between them yesterday and today is the low vibration Gemini energy, the childish name calling. And that stuff spreads. And you'll see that also the other big piece of news is that, well, beyond the inspectors general being fired, the other, which you should definitely look into, but the other big piece of news is that, you know, Trump said he was taking some medication and the FDA hasn't approved it and it's not necessarily safe. And so all the news outlets and all of the medical professionals are saying, we're very concerned that he's saying he's taking this because we don't want Americans to take it, right? So what's that? That's the Gemini. That's the, I'm going to say it, and it's going to spread real fast. And so the medical professionals are scrambling to control that narrative, but they can't control the narrative because it's all of this Gemini and the ideas are spreading so fast. And so I'm sharing that astropolitics tidbit with you. A, because it's really interesting to me, and I just like doing that kind of research. And B, it's an example of where your thoughts go, energy, or your words flow. So be really careful and conscientious with your thoughts. There is one of, in the Yoga Sutras, which is, the Yoga Sutras is a ancient text that 
every yoga teacher that goes through teacher training reads in some way, shape or form, whether in depth or not. And I used to spend a lot of my time studying it and sometimes still do, but not as much as I used to. But it reminded me when I was, when I was preparing for the podcast today, it reminded me of Sutra 233. In Sutra 233, there is a phrase, it, well, the sutra is Vitarka Badhane Pratipaksha Bhavanam. And it basically means that when you have negative thoughts, reframe them, switch them to something positive and productive. That is my translation of it, take it or leave it, but you can look it up on the internet and find lots of translations of it. But with Gemini season, And with Mercury ruling the heavens, because when the sun goes into Gemini and Mercury rules Gemini, Mercury will be ruling the heavens. You know, the mind is going to be either at its best or at its worst. Gemini is duality. It's the twins. There's always a choice. There's always this or that. I like, I don't like. Yes, no. Dark light, big, small. And you know, in the practice of yoga, we're always trying to get to the place where we are beyond the duality in some way, right? Well, in some practices of yoga and classical yoga, they say they want to get to a place of escaping that duality. And in other aspects of yoga, like other schools of yoga, like tantric yoga, they want to find enlightenment through the play of duality. But this is not a yoga podcast. This is an astrology podcast, and I digress. But I think what is interesting about Gemini season is that we're being confronted with the mirror of that duality. And one of the reasons that I believe Trump is here in our world, and he's the symptom of a larger problem, right? He's a symptom of the greed and the overindulgence of our society that's been going on for a really long time. And he's our mirror, He's mirroring back to us the ways that we've played in to those aspects of our society and the ways that we've played into that in our life, each and every one of us, whether or not we voted for him, because I certainly didn't. But with Gemini, we're always being, our face is always being shown the mirror. We're always being shown the duality of the situation. We're always being shown a choice. So for you to make the right choice for you, for you to honor your truth and not engage in that fluid relationship with the truth that some people have in the White House, you have to be really clear and conscientious with your thoughts. And right now, your mind can be a really bad employer, especially if you are stuck at home and struggling. So one of the best things you can do right now is take really good care of yourself and your mental health. And I believe it's mental health month. I'm not really sure. I don't keep track of what the months in terms of the national holidays and national days and national coffee day and national jelly bean day and whatever it is. But I believe it is mental health awareness month, which is interesting because it's the time the sun moves into Gemini. And one of the best things you can do is meditate. And that's one of the reasons that I'm starting the moon meditation challenge this Friday, because I really do believe that if you can sit with yourself for five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, whatever it is, and de-stress and chill out the nervous system 
and get even a glimpse of what underlies the manic movements of the mind, you'll have a much better chance of being really conscientious of your thoughts. And when you're conscientious of your thoughts, you can control your energy. And when you can control your energy, you can control your words. And when you can control your words, you can control your behavior and your experience of the world and how people react and relate to you, right? Because we're all mirrors for one another. So that's the message for this week. I didn't really go through the days, so I'll do that really fast for you right now. I don't even know how long I'm going. This is only my second week doing this straight as a podcast and not as a video and not with an Instagram live audience. So sometimes I get to talking and I have just no idea how much time has passed. So with that in mind, we'll just do the days real fast. So today's Tuesday while I'm recording this. And the moon is going into Taurus tonight. And so we're going to be in those moments of the dark moon. On Wednesday, the sun moves into Gemini and Venus is going to square Neptune. We talked about that. On Thursday, the moon is going to be in a really nice, friendly aspect, a trine with both Neptune and Pluto. That's a great day to reflect. So on Thursday this week, you're going to want to sit back and reflect, do some journaling, We'll still be in the dark of the moon, perfect time to really identify how you're feeling and work through that. I know personally, I've had a lot of emotions coming up, and I think that's because Mars is in Pisces and Venus has been in the square with Neptune. And a lot of my feelings for my childhood are coming up. I think that's also partially you know, having less sensory overload. You know, I'm used to, I live in New York City, so I'm used to kind of having a lot of sensation and a lot of sensory overload in our daily life. And when you stay at home, you don't really have as much of that. So definitely a lot of emotions are coming up for a lot of people, no matter where you live. And I think it's important to unpack that. And the dark of the moon is the best time to unpack that. So really sit with what are your emotions, what's coming up and what's it reminding you of? What's it bringing you back to? Is there a story from your childhood that's linked to how you're feeling? right now. So Thursday, that's a great day to do all of that work, especially when the moon trines Pluto because Pluto rules the deeper levels of the psyche. I do give dark of the moon journaling prompts in the luminary league. So it's another great reason to join us. Of course, Friday will be the new moon in Gemini and we will have our luminary league kickoff. So it'll be 7.30 PM Eastern time. We're going to kick off the moon meditation challenge. So that's going to be great. And then every two to three days, we'll meditate together live, just audio, no video at 5 p.m. Eastern time. And it'll be recorded. So even if you can't come live, you can always just do the recordings. So you'll love it. It'll be so much fun. And I think that it'll really help you commit to a, a spiritual practice, a meditation and journaling practice, which has been by far the most healing thing for me through this period of time we've been living in. The Friday new moon is going to be definitely electric. You know, remember, Gemini rules uh, the central nervous system. So there's going to be an electric new moon. There's a lot going on for planets, plus the north node in Gemini means it's a very potent new moon. We're also going to have Venus and Mercury together in the chart 
and the sun trining Saturn, which is going to be really stabilizing, help us, you know, develop some healthy boundaries if we've lost those with Venus square Neptune. And Mercury is going to be squaring Neptune. So it's going to prompt us to ask, is it true? Is this real? So if you have relationship stuff coming up or other stuff coming up in your life, ask yourself, is it true? Reminds me of Byron Katie's The Work. If you've never looked at that, you can check her out. She has four questions to ask about any situation, which help you get to the root of the issue. And I haven't looked at her stuff in a long time, so I don't remember them right now, but one of them is, is it true? So uh, you can check her out. On Saturday, the moon is going to square Neptune. So we have a lot of Neptune this week. We have a lot of Neptune talking to the personal planets this week, which says to me that we are definitely getting, you know, a mini workshop in the subconscious realm this week. So pay attention, join us to meditate, use your journal, let the subconscious stuff percolate to the surface and release it. Dark of the moon is a great time to release it. So I hope to see you Friday for our moon meditation kickoff party. I don't know if it's a party, but it'll be a Zoom call. (laughs) And otherwise, I will see you on Instagram and of course, talk to you here next week. I'm sending you lots of love. And um, remember, the most important thing I said today was where your thoughts go, energy and your words will flow. So be conscientious about your thoughts. One of my favorite teachers, he says that just like you brush your teeth morning and night, you meditate morning and night to keep the mind clean. So that's what we're going to do for the next month in the Luminary League. And I hope you'll join us for it. All right, guys, have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, and if you like the show, please take a moment to leave a review. It will help more people just like you use astrology to dictate their own fate.